podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Today on Barca Talk, it's another Legends episode, and this time we're talking about one of the greatest midfielders the game has seen, one of Spain's greatest players in history. We're talking about Xavi Hernandez. We'll break down his playing career, what made him a Barca legend, and our favorite memories of this unrivaled player. Hi, this is Barca Talk. I'm Brian Henderson in Buffalo, New York. With football in Europe and most other places in the world suspended, we have been following the news coming out of FC Barcelona and also presenting episodes on great matches of the past and legendary players. These Legends episodes have been reserved for our supporters. And as you can imagine, I'm sure we've lost some of those supporters, probably for very good reasons. There's no active football to speak of, for one thing, but a lot of people are out of work right now. So we're extremely grateful to have held on to the members that we have. And so we've been showing our gratitude to them by posting some episodes just for that community. Today, we've put out a Legends episode on my all-time favorite Barca player, the man who just about single-handedly made me a Barcelona fan, Xavi Hernandez. This is a short sample of that episode that clocks in at just over an hour. You can listen to that episode in its entirety, along with other Legends episodes about Samuel Eto'o, Dani Alves, and Carlos Puyol when you become a supporter of the show. We know, of course, that it may not be the most prudent choice for some of you right now to do that, so we'll always have some free content coming out here on the public feed, but we also want to look out for our supporters. So if you can, become a monthly repeating member on Patreon or make a one-time donation to support the show. You can find both of those options at the link at the top of the show notes. Now, here's the sample of the episode where we talk about Xavi's report card from La Masia when he was 14 years old. But I want to focus on a couple of the areas in this scouting report that were identified as average or acceptable. Uh, no, nothing was labeled as poor or weak. Yeah. You know, he got at least a, a C on everything. <laughs> but, but here's a couple of interesting things. And we can talk about whether he or to what degree he addressed these in his professional his first team career. First up, shooting. And I highlighted this because the uh, the note on the report is that his shooting is acceptable with an extra annotation that says he should improve this for when he gets forward in attack like Guardiola. And the reason <laughs> I highlight that is because there is this other aspect to Chabi's um, playing uh, history, the the legend of Chabi, that he was so often sort of thought of as the successor to Guardiola. He was constantly being compared to Guardiola. And in this moment, there's actual proof that like at 14, he's already being compared to Guardiola in this way. Yeah, it's a good point. And again, I just, I'm, when I'm looking at this and thinking about this, two things just come to mind is, you know, how do you scout a 14 year old? You know, like we, they just had the NFL draft, right? Like a week ago. And those are people that are 18, 20 years old that are a little bit more defined. They have video on them. They're playing against competition. And what's the success rate? What, 30%. Yeah. <laughs> and let alone a kid playing football, because you don't even know what's going to project. Because I remember looking at the sheet and I just remember seeing all regular, which they say a lot here in Spanish. It just means average, good, like you said, C, you know. But again, with the shooting aspect, I think it's something that he definitely developed later on. And like it says here, acceptable. Again, if you're in that you know, midfield position, you're not looking to shoot that much. So 
again, I think maybe he just took a couple of shots and was like, okay, yeah, he can shoot the ball. That's acceptable. <laughs> right. Right. Well, uh, also, um, if you look at the image, you can tell it's all very handwritten. Yeah. But it is a form. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. it's this thing has been photocopied a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I get the sense that regardless of your position, maybe it's different for goalkeepers. But we assume that at La Masia, everyone is essentially graded on all of these exact categories. Yeah. yeah. And I it's I didn't count them up, but it's something like 20 very specific attributes, you know, kind of like, you know, not unlike the FIFA video game. Right? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> like if they, they don't give them numbers, but I mean, maybe now they do. Yeah, because every, yeah, yeah. everything is so data driven these yeah, days. Yeah. <laughs> but at the time, it's it, it is handwritten, but it is a form. So some coach was like, OK, I got to fill this out. <laughs> yeah. And I, <clears throat> and I don't know if this is based on one game or if this is, <clears throat> excuse me, or if this is mid season or at the end of a year. And it's like, OK, here's your final like report card for the year. And like, I, who knows? I don't even know yeah. if he, he saw it or his parents saw it or if it was just internal. A lot of questions, and I want answers. <laughs> it's like I'm hatching a conspiracy theory on the fly. No, um, but just the fact that, like, yeah, they they as a as an institution, the academy clearly has developed these categories to grade every youth player on, and it's not necessarily about projecting in the future. It's really just saying, like, here's where they are now, and I would imagine that based on the results of that they might decide to not let you continue (laughs) yeah for sure or to let you continue (laughs) yeah i mean in this in this photocopy we just have a copy of the scouting report we don't know if it's one game or at the end of the season or whatnot but like you said when i look at the 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 other things that we would that they attributed him you know balance flexibility speed is average right starting speed rapid strength I look at these things and it just gives me nightmares, Brian, because this is what I what I had to go through when I was trying out for soccer in the States is that it's all about speed, balance and strength. Right. Yeah. And just looking at the scouting reports like you, you know, you see him playing out there. I mean, I've seen videos of him and a young kid. You can just see the vision, his position, the way he's passing that offsets start speed or balance right. or flexibility. Right. I mean, who cares about flexibility? I know this is like a numbers thing. So you're trying to like look at things. You say, okay, I have player A, player B. Okay, this player has better flexibility. But again, I'm looking at, when I look at these players and I just look at players in general, I'm always looking at the, the whole scope. Like what do they produce? What are they doing on the field? What are they, not just the physicality that they bring. Yeah. And I have to say, you mentioned vision. And I think that it is really interesting that this form does not have a field for vision yeah i mean like if you sort of take a few of these different parameters you know positioning for example sure passing crosses etc um you might be able to sort of cobble together an idea of what this player's vision is like but i think that's actually chavi's biggest strength yeah even above his positioning his constant sense of knowing where everyone is where everyone is going where everyone will be even if they don't know it like he had and has such incredible vision of the game and the field and that is something that i want to bring up in a second but it is interesting that at least in um whatever year that might have been uh 94 i guess yeah the club was not even thinking of such a such a thing like such an attribute and 
that sort of blows my mind. I would think that such a great academy would have thought about that. Again, that's where it comes into play. They should have had a, a box there for playmaking. Yeah. Or ability to make offensive attack plays with through balls or something, you know, something like this, because those are other attributes I look for when I'm looking at midfield. It's not just, okay, are they strong? Can they hold the ball? Like also like you need midfielders that are both not only good defensively, but also attack minded. And if you're going to take a chance on a more attack minded, he better be really good attack minded. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not just average or regular. Right. Yeah. I will say that one thing he improved upon because he was uh, he was graded as average or regular in balance. I do think that over time he developed much better balance. I mean, you look at some of those highlights and I can't think of a time where I where I felt like, you know, Chavez doesn't have good balance, particularly those those balls that he's just sort of grabbing out of the air with his Mm -hmm. leg and then creating a counterattack out of it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Turning. More importantly, more importantly, just deadening the ball, you know, yeah. because most players, that ball is going to ricochet. Yeah. So incredible balance by the time he reached uh, at least some aspect of his first team career, I think. So yeah. I'm glad that he uh, improved on that. So, <laughs> so let's talk about his uh, his team achievements. Thanks for listening. We'll have another full episode out on Monday. Support the show if you can to listen to this episode in full and other members-only content. That link at the top of the show notes will show you two options for doing that. Visca Barça. Sports Social Podcast Network.